0: Welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'Em on a Friday, February 25th, coming at you. And boy, Dave, do we have a lot of basketball to get to. But first, before we hit basketball, we were just talking before the show about tennis. And obviously, after our special guest came on uh, and told all of our great listeners what to look for uh, when betting tennis in general, obviously that trend is really uh really stuck with you since then
1: oh yeah i mean i hope everybody listened to, to gage because what he said was, was fantastic and that was for the australian open of course and, and the great thing about tennis is that it's always going on there's always something happening in the world of tennis and it's it's very rare for you to for you to wake up on a on a day or just go through a few day span where there's no tennis happening so it's a fantastic sport to be a part of. There's a lot of value in in betting on individual players versus teams. You know, there's, it's just, I've really, really enjoyed it. It's by, it's by far been my most profitable sport in 2022, I would say. And it's been a ton of fun.
0: Absolutely, man. And hey, let's, let's hit on the NBA uh, as it just got started back up following their all-star break. Uh, and let's take a look at the East right now and, you know, kind of give how we think the second half of the season is going to go, Dave. And, uh, first overall in the East right now is Chicago. and We know Chicago fans are loving that. Uh, we've got Miami sitting at two Philadelphia sitting at three, uh, obviously after making that, uh, pretty, pretty ground shaking move, uh, with James Harden, uh, And Dave, let's hit that real quick. What did you think of that move for both sides, for the Nets and uh, the 76ers?
1: You know, I think Kevin Durant said it best. Uh, Both teams got what they wanted. Um, At the end of the day, Ben Simmons got out of Philly. He went to another contender. And James Harden won it out of Brooklyn. And he went to another contender in Philly. So I think at the end of the day, they both got their wish. And... I think if I had to pick, I think I think the Nets won that trade. I really do. They gave up a lot of depth, um, some draft picks. And I think I think losing Seth Curry and Andre Drummond could provide to be a bigger loss than people than they might have thought. Um, I think that's gonna be a huge addition for the Nets. So I really think the Nets lost that trade. I'm interested to see how the Sixers handled it because they're gonna be they're not gonna have a ton of depth. It's gonna be a lot of James Harden and Joel Embiid playing big minutes.
0: It's going to be big, and you talk about Brooklyn. They're sitting in the eighth spot right now. But behind Philly, we've got Milwaukee at four, Cleveland at five, Boston at six, and then rounding out the last four uh, playoff spots, seven through ten, we got Toronto, Brooklyn, the Charlotte Hornets, and Atlanta in that tenth spot. And just sitting outside of that is uh, Washington and the Knicks. Uh, Dave, let's – First, let's give uh, who you think is going to be, you know what? Let's go dark horse first. Who do you see as the dark horse as we go down the stretch of this season? Uh, anybody you see that could potentially make a run? Could that be Brooklyn um, after uh, after that trade? Um, what? Who do you see as a dark horse that can really make a run in the second half? Um,
1: I think. Brooklyn is, is not a not a bad dark horse pick there. I, I mean, I think that they're the most talented team in the East. But I think they're going to be a fantastic dark horse come playoff time because I don't really see them improving their position much um, through the remainder of the season. Obviously, the East is so incredibly tight. I mean, you just look from 1 through 10, is 10.5 10 games apart. I mean, 1 through 6 is 4.5 games apart. Everything is tight. So everything is up for grabs, which makes it fun. But I don't see the Nets, you know, KD still kind of, out with an injury um ben simmons is not cleared to play yet kyrie if the if the new york city vaccine mandate stays in place he can only play eight of the remaining 22 games left of course i know there's talk of them changing that so he'll only be there for not even a third of the games or a little over a third of the games excuse me so my dark horse right now which i don't even know if they're a dark horse anymore and it's going to be a little biased here, but it's, it's, it's got to be Boston. Um, they've looked absolutely fantastic over the last few games. They've won their last four road games by 20 or more points. They've led at some point in their last six road games by 20 or more points. They're 10-1 and one in their last 11. The addition of Derek White could not be more fantastic. He's really given that uh, them another guard that's fantastic on defense. Not as good as Marcus Smart, of course, but he's, he's fantastic. He's up there um he's immediately became the boss boss's leader in assists his basketball iq is, is on fire um tatum and brown have finally settled into a rhythm robert williams is really turning into that that center that everyone thought he finally could be um their defense is off the charts i mean they're they've moved up to, to number one in every defensive category that you can think of recently and it's it's just been that they've really shown that their defense is on is on point and obviously we know how, how how much offensive talent this team has. I mean, just having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then you've got guys like, like Marcus Smart, even Derek White's been a great offensive acquisition, um, Rob Williams around the rim. And then it that they've really stacked up in talent now. And I think that this is without a doubt a dark horse to make a run. And they could definitely take one of the top four seeds, if not top two seeds. And they could make a run in the postseason. I'm I'm very convinced about it.
0: Yeah, Dave, uh, I, Boston is definitely up there for me. They, they would have been uh, probably my second pick for Dark Horse. My Dark Horse pick, though, uh, and again, it, it, it's kind of crazy to call them a Dark Horse, but it's the Milwaukee Bucks for me. Um, and I really like what this Bucks offense is doing. You look at their recent games. J- heck, just in February, uh, they put up 112 in their first game. Uh, then 137 in back to back games, 131 in back to back games. Um, this team is scoring and scoring in bunches. Uh, and if you go back and look in January, they did have some struggles scoring. Um, and obviously, who's leading that? Obviously, Giannis. Um, but then you, you again, you go down the uh top four or five players scoring on their team. Uh, with Middleton, Holiday, uh, you know, Portis. Um, and, I mean, as you go down, they're all – and, of course, Giannis averaging, you know, 29.4 a game. That's obviously going to lead the team uh, by 10. Um, but Middleton adding just under 20 a game as well. I mean, there's – once this Bucks offense gets going, and we've seen it in recent years – once they turn that on and if they can turn that on as they head in, into the playoffs they are a tough team to beat um and so i like the bucks uh to really possibly make a run um after chicago again they they're only 3 games back um and just you know uh when we do get to the west it's it's a much uh much wider space top to bottom Uh, but again, I mean, a a team gets on a run, you know, uh, rattle off a six, seven game win streak and it's really anybody's conference. Um, and I think if Milwaukee's offense can, uh, continue to be as explosive as it has been in February, uh, and their defense, um, defense continues to, uh, lock it down on their side of the court. I like this Milwaukee team to maybe make a run at Chicago and Miami.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Milwaukee, I think the people, people forget that they're, they're defending champions. It's, they've done fantastic this season. And I mean, still sitting with a 36-24 record. This, this season conference is so tight. Milwaukee could definitely take that one spot. Um, and let me, let me ask you about one team here though, because it's kind of interesting. There's one that kind of jumps off the paper as, as you know, they're still here and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting at the five spot. Nobody had them doing this well. Um, I believe they've, they've already eclipsed their season win total projections. They've, I mean, they just all in all had a fantastic season at this point. And, but I have a tough time buying in to them making it past the first round. I really do. It wouldn't shock me to see them fall back into the play-in and even losing the play-in. You know, it, it's, they're, they're a very, very good team. They play very well as a team. Darius Garland's probably the top star on that team. I just have a tough time finding them doing anything come playoff time.
0: I, Dave, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I think Cleveland, yes, they are or they have uh, gone, you know, probably wildly past uh, expectations that most people had for them this year. That doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, have a great run in the playoffs. Um And again, like you said, as quick as it could be, you know, a chance to get get to the top of the conference, you can also start losing games and you, uh, you know, a quick losing streak can drop you down to that play in area. Um, I mean, my God, it's it's two and a half games back uh, for Cleveland for, you know, where they sit right now into that play in um, uh, area of uh, games back. And yeah, I, I think everything you said is accurate, Dave. Um, I don't know how – or I'll tell you this. I would not have my money on Cleveland um, the rest of the way. I would be very cautious um, because you can you can have a great first half of the season, but you got to finish it, and it's, it's extremely tough to do that. And we've – you know, the teams that we've seen be completely dominant all year – are usually playing in the NBA finals at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't I don't want to take credit away from Cleveland for the season they've had, but I, I mean I agree with you. It's it's they look like they could be one of these teams that has a stellar regular season and then just kind of falls off come postseason time, which you know that just that just speaks to the talent of the East. Because you look at all these different talented teams When you have know, got Chicago, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn. I just don't like Cleveland's chances against any of those 6 teams, I really don't.
0: Yep, I'm with you, man, and now now let's switch over to the uh Western Conference where it is uh the difference between the 1 and the 10 spot is 24 and a half games uh between Phoenix and Portland, which is just insane. The I mean Portland I don't is
1: know. low 500. In yeah. The 10-
0: Oh, absolutely. It's insane. Um, yeah, 10 below five. That that's just crazy. Uh and you look at the top of the Western Conference, maybe even crazier is the stellar run that Phoenix continues to put together. And you know, Cleveland, I said, I, I don't really trust them to to keep it going. I don't know how you can't continue to, to bet Phoenix every single night. Uh, The rest of the way, Uh, I think they're going to continue to be a freight train. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, Phoenix had an outstanding season and there were there were a lot of people that were, you know, Phoenix was a one year wonder. They're not going to make the finals again after last year. I disagree. I think they're they've got the firepower there to do so. They've been fantastic. They're going to be without Chris Paul for about a month and a half here, maybe the rest of the regular season. But, um, you know, he's, he's still Chris Paul. He's a guy that I don't really need to see him play in the regular season to know that he's going to be a menace come playoff time. So this Suns team absolutely has earned that one spot. And these West teams, you know, there's, there's quite a few of them there. And, and <clears throat> we sit here time after time again, and we go, you know, the Lakers experiment has failed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we absolutely need to get into that. What is going on in Los Angeles? Um, and you can say that really about both teams, the Clippers and the Lakers. But this Lakers team, you know, they've their anger can, you know, if you want to compare it to anything uh, for the fans anger, which I mean, and again, you, you know, you uh, You know, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago that the Lakers were on on top of the uh, basketball world. But, you know, this is kind of like Yankee fans angers, Dave, because, you know, you spend all this money, bring all these, you know, you know, so-called superstars or are superstars, but, you know, are expected to play at that superstar level. And, you know, we've we've seen the Lakers organization hemorrhage draft picks. And money and everything to build this team. And not only is it, is it, you know, obviously not going uh, to the Lakers standard, but 27 and 31, you know, I mean, that, that is, that is just unbelievably tough uh, for the Lakers and, and for LeBron. I mean, this, you know, again, who knows? I mean, you know, you get LeBron in the playoffs. That's a different bron. We said it last year. I'll say it this year. Um, you know, I don't have any doubt that that LeBron will turn it on when he gets to the playoffs. But you you got to stay in the playoffs to get there, man. And and it's crazy to even think that the Lakers could fall out of the playoffs. But I I don't I wouldn't be shocked, man. I I really wouldn't. I mean, they're they're looking like they're going to be in the play-in
1: and once again, and it's it's tough for them because I mean, it's it's gotten to the point in LeBron's career where he just he can't carry a team like that anymore. And Of course, they've, they've Anthony Davis has been in and out of you know injury reports, and he's been out, and I mean, is he just constantly seems to just, just stay with little nagging injuries, um, which is tough because he's a fantastic player, and you know the addition of Russell Westbrook was just. It just wasn't going to work, and it hasn't to this point. Um, Russ has played every game this season, I believe, and they haven't. It, it, it shows in their record. Um, Russell Westbrook is just not a fit for the system, and they really needed to make a big time move at the trade deadline for for me to to have any belief in them. And they did the exact opposite. They held tight and they chose not to move anything. And there were some people, aka I believe LeBron. They didn't put a name with it, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a guess here mm-hmm. that he was upset they didn't make a move with the trade deadline because I think he knows what we're all thinking that this team is not there. They're not going to win a title. They're they they probably won't make it past the first round. You know, it's you look at those top those top four seeds in the West, and I have a I'm just not going to take the Lakers over any of them right now, obviously. And you know, I look at these play-in teams, and you know, you, they can make it past the play in. You know, Minnesota. Set a fantastic year so far. Um, we'll see how they do come playoff time. The Clippers are still, you know, Kawhi Leonard hasn't played a game for them this season, and yet they're, they're still right there above the Lakers. And then you've got the Trailblazers, which, I mean, Dame hasn't played in a long time for them. And I don't know what his timetable is on coming back. But, I mean, they, they traded off CJ McCollum. They felt like they were in tank mode, but now they're still kind of here. So... I don't really know what's going on with those other three teams there besides Minnesota who's who's fully committed in and making a run. But the Lakers can make it through the play in. I don't like it. I don't like them to make it past past the first round though.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. And and like you said, just shocking at the trade deadline that no move was made. Um and I think you're right. Like I think LeBron knows that this this may be the um close to the end of the line uh, for this Lakers team. Um, and then, you know, wherever Bronny ends up going, we know that's probably LeBron's next landing spot, right? I mean, that's my mindset is obviously, uh, LeBron wants to play with his son, which I think would be an unbelievable end to a career. Um, and and Dave, I know you're, you're a lot bigger fan of, of LeBron than I am, but that, Dude, could you imagine the scenes if uh, LeBron and his son win a championship on the same team? That, I mean, that's like Disney movie-esque. Like, that's just, that's crazy. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, you yeah.
1: people drafting Bronny in hopes of getting LeBron. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens when he, when he's draft eligible and you start looking at the way the NBA draft order files out. And, you know, who's going to take that shot at Bronny? because. I have a feeling the way it's going to be is there's going to be there will be prospects out there that are better than Bronny, but they're going to take Bronny because, you know, you're going to get LeBron. And that's very simple of the way it's going to go. And it almost feels like borderline tampering in a way, but um, <laughs> good for good for LeBron, I, I suppose. But I, I know the Cleveland Cavaliers have said that they, they're they not planning on making a run at LeBron. They, they, they're not really open to taking LeBron back. I think they like this young core they have now, which I can't blame them. Um, but one of these teams will take a stab at him. We're going to see LeBron playing somewhere that we probably never thought we'd see LeBron playing.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine LeBron in, in a Dallas Mavericks Jersey, you know, like that. It just, a
1: Sacramento Kings uniform, you know, like
0: <laughs> God forbid he's playing in Sacramento. Um, but Dave, as, as we look at the top of this Western, uh, conference like you said i mean i i don't i don't really see any of those top 3 or 4 teams uh losing um in the uh first round uh especially phoenix when they get chris paul back golden state looks like classic you know mid 2010s golden state memphis if you want to talk about a dark horse team and i and i understand they're you know being 41 and 20 is still very impressive I like this Memphis team as a dark horse, Dave. Um, I think they can absolutely do damage uh, down the stretch, and especially once we get into the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this Memphis team, they're similar to Cleveland in the East in the fact that they, they've they played really well as a team, but the difference between them and Cleveland is that Memphis has, has a, a future MVP candidate, you know, mm-hmm. who could be in this year. In John Morant, and he's he's done absolutely fantastic. This I, I I'm going to keep it short and simple. This Memphis team is the real deal. They they absolutely could make a deep run in the playoffs, and it wouldn't it, it would not shock me to see them in the conference finals. All
0: right, Dave, you have a uh, you got a free bet on who you think's coming out of the West and who you got coming out of the East. Free hundred dollar bet. Where are you throwing it? I'm telling you right now, and again, we got a full second half of the season to play. I'm gonna go. Golden State is gonna be in the NBA finals coming out of the West.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think it's very simple. This Golden State team looks like Golden State. Um simple enough about it. That they're they're the Warriors, they're back. I'm I'm all on board with Golden State. I don't think it's far fetched to say that Phoenix couldn't represent again getting Chris Paul back but I would I would definitely lock in the Warriors to come out of the west.
0: All right, and in the east I have Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. Uh I love this Heat team. Um I think they're poised for a championship run. They've positioned themselves after the All-Star break in a great spot. Um so barring a Extreme collapse, uh, I think they're going to be sitting in that two to three, possibly drop to the four spot, but I think they're going to stay in that two or three spot uh, in the East. And again, I love this heat offense. Um, their defense is stout, but when their offense gets cooking, man, uh, it's it's tough to stop. And I, I, I really think Miami uh, is going to get back uh, to the NBA Finals.
1: I'm going to take the Boston Celtics here. I, I think it's, um, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record to all of our listeners, but it's, <laughs> this, this is this is a fantastic basketball team at the moment. And they're the hottest team in the league, arguably. You know, obviously put Phoenix up there has had an incredible season. But this team is playing out of his mind. They're, they're, they're just, they're on another level. Um, I mean, Udoka has them playing in the best defense I've seen them play in years. Um, something that Brad Stevens never could get across was that defense was important. And Udoka has come right in and, and set that up. And to say that this team couldn't do it would be incorrect. You know, they've, you've obviously got the two guys that are 25 or younger with Tatum and Brown. Um, you've got Derek White and Marcus Smart making up that that stellar backcourt there, which is really just immediately clicked. I mean, Derek White has come in and, and, and filled in perfectly. And then you look at your front court. And you've got Robert Williams, who's who's done fantastic. He not he's someone who affects shots at the rim. Just I mean, if you're going to the rim, you know he's gonna be there and it's gonna affect that shot, whether or not he actually blocks it. Um and then Al Horford's been a fantastic veteran leader in the locker room. He's looked great. Um Daniel Tyson hasn't played a ton of minutes yet after coming over. And Grant Williams has absolutely changed his game. He he has turned into a PJ Tucker type role. He's leading Boston in three point percentage. This team they run an eight man rotation and they absolutely could make some noise in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think you're um, well, I don't want to say, it cause I feel like I always jinx the Celtics, but I'll, I'll agree with you and I won't say anything else, Dave. I know I've, I've, I've jinxed your teams enough uh, over, over the last year or so. Um, hey man, let's move to college basketball and what a week it's been. And you know, You talk about uh, the energy ramping up in the last uh, week or so of the regular season, seeing Juwan Howard throw, throw a punch. I mean, this is, this is getting, uh, this is getting feisty, man. I I saw last night uh, the Illinois head coach was going berserk. I mean, this is, this is why we watch college basketball, everything ramping up, getting ready for the tournament and, this Saturday is going to be an amazing slate of games as well, Dave.
1: Oh, absolutely. This this Saturday is going to be a ton of fun. <clears throat> and I feel like it always is. There's just there's a lot of fantastic games. We're reaching down the stretch here. This is the last Saturday of basketball for some conferences, of regular season basketball for some conferences. And elsewhere, you've you've got one more week left, which will be incredibly fun but I mean just taking a look at some of these games I think the one that jumps off the page has got to be <clears throat> Kansas and Baylor that just seems like the biggest game and there's two other there are big that are big but I mean this is a huge game in the big 12 and last time these two played it was at Allen Fieldhouse and Kansas waxed them now we go to Waco does the same thing
0: happen hey we we will get into that um, when we break all these games down. Like you said, it's going to be a great slate. The SEC has some great games as well. Uh, before we get into that slate, Dave, let's check the latest Ken Palm rankings. Uh, and I know you've had the opportunity to send in rankings uh, this year. Um, do you agree with the Ken Palm rankings? Uh, for our listeners, they've got Gonzaga uh, at number one, Arizona two, Kentucky three, Baylor four, Kansas at five, Houston six, Texas Tech seven, Auburn at eight, Duke at nine. Around the top 10 is Tennessee. Uh, can Ken Palm get this right, Dave? Ken Palm is just
1: all in all incredible um there's just nothing it, it's it's all stats there's no real there's no opinion involved so it's it's just I think that this looks this looks perfect to me I mean these are these are the teams that I feel would be the top I think Houston might be a little high Auburn a little low but you know it's as far as the metrics go and the stats look this this seems to be crazy accurate to me
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Um, I I think Kentucky is rightfully uh, the top SEC team uh, in the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, But again, I don't think Auburn is that far behind Kentucky. Um, And then you you go down from there, uh, Villanova at 11, uh, UCLA at 12, Purdue at 13. I really love Purdue early in the year. Um, LSU is interesting at 17 and, and we can, uh, get into breaking down the conferences. Um, and
1: oh, hold on, hold on before we, before oh, yeah. we go, there, throw something at you here. Um, <clears throat> and I just had them. I lost them sitting at number 44. In, in the Ken Palm rankings, this is something that I've, I've kept an eye on a lot And ranking number one in luck, according to Ken Palm is Providence and Providence in the AP poll is a. Top 10 team, but I, are the number 11 right now, actually, excuse me. I completely agree with Ken Palm. This team is going to come into March Madness and Joe Linardi currently has them sitting on the three seed line, I believe. And this is not a team that I'm going to want to trust come March because they've gotten so incredibly lucky. They're sitting at the four seed, excuse me, all year long. They're, this this team that their luck is going to run out, and this team is just not good enough to be as high as they are in the AP poll. And I think the bracket makers know it, which is why they're only a four seed. But I mean, you're ranking number forty-four in the Ken Palm rankings. That's your spot behind Mississippi State is not even to make the tournament. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, and you know, you look at the uh, the AP poll. Um, And right there around Providence, you have Baylor sitting right above Providence, um, UCLA and Wisconsin, uh, heck, even Houston and and Illinois behind Providence going down to the 15 spot. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I I mean, Providence at 11, like 22 and three is is, I guess, impressive. But you got to look at who they're playing. I mean. I don't know, and I, I think you're exactly right. I think a ton of people are going to be riding the Providence train, and they are going to get heartbroken quickly in the tournament.
1: It would not surprise me not to see them drop first round at all. Their current, obviously, I mean, this is this is all for fun at this point. because They're all projections, but right now Providence will be facing up against New Mexico State in the first round, and that's not a bad bad lobos team at all or aggies team excuse me new mexico's lobos um they've they've done fantastic this season they've earned all of their wins they haven't really beaten anybody crazy uh, washington state's probably their best win uh, maybe davidson but this is a team that could take out providence and then if not they're slated to if, if chalk holds that they'll play alabama second round and alabama's gonna wax this team if it, if it gets to that
0: absolutely uh and uh, yeah, let's you know, let, let's jump into the SEC. Um, you know, Auburn has been on a tear. But this SEC uh, entire conference really is is pretty impressive uh, considering what it has been in the past. Um, but Auburn, overall, 25 and 3, Kentucky, 23 and 5, uh by the way that was an entertaining game against lsu uh, a few nights back uh that lsu team isn't terrible either man i i may be tempted to take them um maybe for a little upset uh uh in the sec tournament but uh tennessee is in a good spot arkansas is in a good spot um And again, Alabama sitting in that uh, 24, uh, 24 spot right now uh, in the AP poll. But like you said, I I think, you know, if Providence has to play them second round, they are going to get waxed by this Alabama team. Um, I think the SEC tournament is going to be surprisingly fun uh, for people who don't uh, normally watch the SEC tournament. I think it uh, I mean, besides Georgia and Ole Miss, and I guess you can throw Mizzou in there as well. Besides them, I mean, every other team has a good shot to make some noise.
1: Oh, yeah, which I love the format of the SEC tournament because so you've got that first round of games that'll be on that Wednesday of conference tournament week, and it'll be those 10 through 14 seats playing. So you'll have two of those teams go down. Um, hopefully Vanderbilt's not one of them because Vandy has put together a fantastic season. Mm-hmm point they have it, the all expectations and that helps when you have the preseason sec player of the year um they gave alabama a run for their money earlier this week but this sec has been so fun to watch there have been so many fantastic games and the congress tournament is going to be a ton of fun i completely agree it's it's just about as wide open as it gets i think obviously you've got those two top dogs there and then then three teams below them are probably all right around the same category and then from there, I mean, even below that, you've got South Carolina having a lot of talent. LSU has hit a rough patch recently, but they're still extremely talented. Um, Florida and Mississippi State both loaded with talent. They just can't seem to mesh sometimes. Um, and then a had the best record in the SEC uh, for a point in time there. Um, it was them and Auburn undefeated. But this SEC is loaded, without a doubt.
0: And obviously we're we're probably thinking Auburn and Kentucky are gonna be uh those uh final ones standing at the end of the SEC tournament. Um and again, Kentucky has uh Kentucky's really put together a uh a good season, but I still think that I would take Auburn right now to win the SEC tournament. Um the the talent that they have uh on that tiger team, I mean it, it's you can't even put it into words. Um, I mean, they look poised uh, for a national championship run, um, and so I, I don't think um, I don't think they're going to get stopped in this SEC tournament. I think it's
1: all going to depend on Kentucky's health. Um, if they, if Ty Ty Washington, Seville Wheeler are both healthy um, and they're both playing, I think that, without a doubt in my mind, Kentucky is the best team in the SEC. When they're fully healthy. Um, it's just a note, it's just a, a matter of whether or not they will be. Um, because last time they played Auburn, they had some guys go down with injury, and at the time when when they were playing, Kentucky was up big or not up big necessarily, but they had control of the game and they looked like they were going to run away with it. And then some injuries took place. Auburn got on the run late and took that game away from Kentucky. But I think this Kentucky team is is poised if they're healthy to win this SEC tournament, but I don't want to take any credit away from Arkansas or Tennessee because both these teams are incredibly talented. We've seen Arkansas beat Auburn, um, Tennessee hosting Auburn this weekend. That'll be a fun one to watch. I'm going to take Kentucky in the, in hoping that they're healthy. Um, If they're not though, I agree with you with Auburn there. Uh,
0: In the ACC, it really looks like a uh, one horse race uh, with the Duke blue devils. Um, Trying to give coach K one last, uh, one last big run. Um, but also you got Notre Dame sitting at 20 and eight. Uh, Miami and Chapel Hill are at 20 and eight. Uh, Wake Forest is 21 and eight. Um, UVA is, is uh, they've got 17 wins. Uh, same with Virginia Tech, 17 and 11. Uh, and then after that, it, it uh, it's kind of a uh, kind of a heavy drop off. Um, but Dave, I I don't see any any chance that anybody knocks this Duke team off uh, in the ACC tournament. Uh, do you see any dark horses that could really give them a run, or is this really Dukes to lose?
1: Yeah, I mean, Duke Duke seems like the the easy pick here. Um, I, I think that obviously UNC is a very talented team. Um, Notre Dame has had a great year at this point. Um, Miami and Wake Forest are both also incredibly talented. I'll throw Virginia in there, too. Virginia has beaten Duke, and Virginia's looking to try to fight to get in the tournament. Um, They really needed to win that game a couple of nights ago against Duke um, to really solidify that statement, which they came close. This is a great Virginia team. Um, Virginia Tech was once in the tournament, has since fallen out of it. Um, They were pretty solidly in the tournament, and then they they just hit a bad stretch um if they can right the ship i like their chances to get back to that but as far as winning this acc tournament i I think duke is is that team
0: yeah uh like you said there, there is definitely talent in the acc uh but nowhere near the talent that we've seen before um you know in years past it's been uh acc has been pretty dominant and this year they're Kind of taking a back seat, uh, and hey, man, let, let's talk about the Big Twelve as well. Uh, we we teased about uh, the Kansas and uh, Baylor game, um, but also Texas Tech is uh, having an unbelievable season, man. Twenty two and six, Texas is twenty and eight this year. They're playing uh, really, really good ball right now, um, and TCU and, and Kansas State are just outside of that top four spot, uh, but they definitely have talent uh, as well. and Iowa State um, they they can shake it up in this tournament uh, tournament too and you know we're really gonna uh, really gonna see some haymakers thrown uh, in this Kansas and Baylor game this week and I think that's gonna tell us a lot uh, about how this tournament may uh, may end up playing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this This is going to be an incredibly fun tournament to watch. Um, we saw this Oklahoma State team take take Baylor, give Baylor a run for their money, take them to overtime. Um, unfortunately, they're not postseason eligible, which sucks, because that's a, that's a good team there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would say. But I think, that without a doubt, this is a three-horse race. Um, very simply put, between Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech, These three are fantastic teams, and it's hard not to ride with Kansas right now because Kansas is having an unbelievable season. Um, They look like a true title contender, but all three of them really have a chance to win a national championship, I believe. I'm not trying to throw take any love away from Texas because that's a a talented ball club as well, but if I had to make one pick right now, um, I'd put it on Kansas, and then I would take Texas Tech before I take Baylor. Um, I really love what this tech team is doing. They're very dominant defensively. They haven't lost a game at home this season. Um, They're need to to up that road record. Some Um, that's the only reason I'm really taking Kansas over Texas tech, because, you know, when you get to March, you're not playing home games. So you've, you've got to be able to win on the road. Something that tech has struggled with this season. So if they can, if they can find a way to write that ship, I would take them to win the big 12, but I'm not too confident they can. So with that, for that, I'm going Kansas.
0: I think that's a good call, man. Uh, let's move to the Big East. We already talked about uh, our thoughts on Providence. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Villanova, uh, Dave? And maybe even more than that, uh, what about this UConn team? Quietly sitting in the 21 spot in the AP poll. Uh, but that's a team that's got the offense to do damage. Uh, so What do you see with Villanova and UConn? Um, I like UConn as a dark horse, so to speak, in that tournament. Um, I like that Villanova team a lot as well, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, Villanova looks like Villanova. They've looked outstanding this season. Um, They've fallen just short in a couple of big-time games. They've had one of the toughest schedules in all of college basketball. I mean, just their non-conference opponents were unbelievable, but I think that that UConn is definitely a dark horse. there. They're probably going to end up around that 5-6 that seed mark, um, which could definitely make a run and knock off um, a 2-3 or three seed. It wouldn't shock me at all to see them do that. But I definitely like Villanova to win this conference. Um, Creighton's a great team. Unfortunately, they just lost their, their uh, top guard. Their top guard was leading the team in assists um, for the remainder of the season due to a wrist injury. That's going to hurt that Creighton team. Um, I think Marquette's probably going to bounce them out of the Big East tournament. Um, but I mean you go down this list, and even Seton Hall and Xavier are both very, very talented teams. I just watched Providence and Xavier go to triple overtime a couple of days ago, and that was an unbelievable game. Um, this Xavier team is poised. They can definitely make a deep run in this tournament. It would not shock me to see Xavier and Providence meet again and, and have Xavier win that game. But I, I really like Villanova here. Um, I'm all aboard the the, the providence is a fraud train, so I will definitely I'm definitely on Villanova.
0: Dave, in the Big Ten, we've got Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, and then you can toss in uh, Ohio State and Iowa uh, as well uh, for the contenders for this conference. And uh, you know, I. I really like Purdue at the start of the year, Dave. Um, I I really thought they were gonna be a uh a powerhouse this year. Um, and and I think they have, but in this tournament, if you're giving me a free bet right now, and this this may be a shock, I'm gonna go Wisconsin to win the Big Ten tournament. Um I just have a great, great feeling watching this Wisconsin team. Um, they had a very, very close one with uh, Minnesota earlier this week, uh, but the dominant win over Michigan, uh, which we saw uh, end in Juwan Howard, uh, <laughs> uh, going pretty, uh, pretty crazy, um, but a, you know, good wins over, uh, you know, Indiana, uh, and Michigan State, um, a tough loss against Rutgers uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, I don't know, man. I think this Wisconsin team, if they can turn it on at the right time, they may get something special in this tournament.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this Wisconsin team is, is loaded. Um, and I think they need to be treated accordingly. But if if you gave me one pick of who I think is going to win this Big Ten, I would take – Um, the fighting Illini of of Illinois. Um, This is a team we saw be a one seed last year. Of course, they fell out early in the tournament, which you you could kind of see that one coming. But nonetheless, they're still back with Kofi Coburn. Um, He's an outstanding big man. He's one of the best in the nation. I'm not going to call him the best, but I really like Sheboy at Kentucky, but uh, he's definitely top three. Um, this is a team that can hang with the big dogs. Uh, of course, Rutgers beat them too a couple last week, but I mean this Rutgers team was on they, they were on an absolute tear before falling just short of Purdue. Um, I like Illinois to write the ship here, uh, close close it out on a three-game win streak and move in on fire into the Big 10 tournament. I would I would take them to to win this conference.
0: All right, and let's end The conference talk with the Pac 12. uh, Arizona sitting atop the Pac 12 right now with an impressive 25 and 2 record. Uh, The USC Trojans, two and a half games back, uh, they sit at 24 and 4, 13 and 4 in conference play. And then UCLA, 20 and 6, 12 and 5 in conference play. Uh, And then a team that I for whatever reason cannot stop betting the Oregon Ducks uh who are four and a half games back from Arizona. Uh they are 18 and 10, uh 11 and 6 in their conference. Uh and I think I may have gave it away a little bit right there. Um I I really like this Oregon team. I mean not enough that I think they can win this conference tournament. Um but I think Oregon could maybe make a little bit of uh make a little bit of noise in this uh conference tournament. They seem to do it every year. Um and obviously last year, you know, the the great Oregon and Oregon State uh mash up in the Pac-12 tournament. Now we see Oregon State uh 3 and 23. My god. Uh but I don't know how you go anywhere else but Arizona here dave um i i think usc and ucla can make some noise i think this is going to be an excellent tournament to watch um but this arizona team man it it feels like they've they've hit uh another level and they're just going to stay at that uh through the rest of i mean i i think through the final games of the regular season through their tournament and then through march madness as well
1: yeah arizona is is, is a real deal they're elite they're they're one of five or six teams that I think has a legitimate shot to win the national title. Um, With that being said, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Oregon is, is a fantastic team. They're currently sitting in the next four out. They're going to need some big wins down the stretch and they know it too. It's a fantastic team. I like them to be able to beat USC tomorrow night. Uh, I was watching the USC, which I'm, I'm just not a fan of this USC team this year. Isaiah Mobley is fantastic, but it took them double overtime last night to beat a three and at the time, three and 22 Oregon state team. Um You just can't have that happening. You've got to do better than that. Um But they, when they recently beat UCLA, UCLA doesn't seem for real. There really is only one team that looks real in this conference. And that's Arizona. If I had to pick a dark horse in this tournament, I would definitely take Arizona state to do sort similar to what Oregon state did last night. Um, Arizona state looks like they could, they they've got a lot of talent. Um, they're very explosive if they can get hot come march they could they can definitely make a deep run in this tournament they'll have to win it to make Mar- to make the ncaa tournament um, which i don't know if i would take them to beat arizona but that's a very talented team and that they they're they could be rolling come march but i agree i think arizona's the easy pick here
0: all right dave let's quickly get into the great games uh, tomorrow Let's start with Kansas and Baylor. Uh, we are recording this on Friday afternoon, so we don't have lines yet. Uh, but I, we can probably guess this is going to be uh, a pretty close line, I would say. Um, and I think we're going to be on the same side of this, Dave. I'm going to take Kansas. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Kansas here. I, I think this is going to be a good statement win for this Jayhawks team. Uh, and again, I mean, we kind of touched on Baylor, uh, when we were talking about this conference, I I'm going to roll with Kansas here, man. I'm going to take Kansas and the points, whatever it sits at. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm rolling with Kansas here too. Um, I mean, this was just a dominating performance last time these two teams met and Baylor, you know, we, that they, 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 they helped a lot last March. They really did. They did fantastic. This is just not the same team as it was last year. They At the time, when they were number one a few weeks ago, they looked like it. They've just really kind of fallen off, and they haven't seemed to, to gather themselves back together. Um, for that reason, I'm going to take Kansas. It wouldn't shock me to see Baylor favored in this game being at home, but I think that myself and the majority of the public, and you as well, will be on Kansas. So that's a little something to watch out for there, but I like Kansas.
0: Yeah, I I'm with that man. Uh hey, let's talk Texas Tech. Uh you just rant, uh raved about uh this Texas Tech team uh playing a a tough uh TCU team as well. Um and you look at Texas Tech, I mean their last their last four games uh including a win over this same TCU team but 10 point win over Baylor, uh 6 point win over Texas. Uh, And a big win over Oklahoma. Um, TCU is one and four in their last five. Um, I I think you absolutely hammer Texas Tech here. Uh, I don't see this being a letdown game at all.
1: Yeah, this this is the one one flaw in this Texas Tech team as it's winning on the road. Um, And TCU is desperate. They need wins. They need them um, badly. They're currently sitting at the next four in right now. The last four buys, but. Uh, and this would not be a bad loss for them to take; it'd be a huge win for them to gain. Um, but I, I like I like Tech here, short and simple. I think they. This is a this is a get right game, for their road struggles. I'll take the Red Raiders.
0: All right, man. In the SEC, we've got Auburn and Tennessee, uh, third ranked Auburn uh, against 17th ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, you look at Auburn's last five; they're three and two. Uh, a win over Ole Miss, a one-point loss to Florida, a uh, fourteen-point win over Vanderbilt, big win over Texas A&M, and then that loss in overtime uh, to Arkansas. Tennessee is uh, four and one in their last five, with wins over Mizzou. Uh, obviously, Kentucky being the standout win there. Um, and then wins over Vanderbilt and Mississippi State as well. This Tennessee team is rolling, Dave. Do you think they have it in them to knock off Auburn?
1: I think they do, absolutely. I think they can. Um, I'm gonna roll, (laughs) excuse me, I'm gonna roll with Auburn here. Um, just because I think that they need to prove to people that they can win big time games on the road. This would be one they could do so. Although I mean, we just watched Kentucky come into this place and lose. But I think this will be a fantastic game. Wouldn't shock me if it's low scoring at all because Tennessee plays fantastic defense. Auburn's going to play that level of Tennessee's defense. I think they can. I like Auburn here, but it would not be a surprise at all to see Tennessee Tennessee take this game.
0: And staying in the SEC, uh, and you talk about you know road teams coming in, uh, Kentucky. Uh, rides in to Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas, to play this Razorbacks team, who has played spoiler already this year. Obviously, uh, with a win over Auburn, a I mean a very close game with Alabama as well, uh, one point loss to them, but then wins over Tennessee, uh, Mizzou, and Florida, uh, and. I'm thinking this is probably going to be, I'm thinking this is probably going to be like what a five and a half point spread Dave in favor of Kentucky. I don't know why I I feel like it's going to be big. I think Arkansas is going to keep this a close game. I think Arkansas can keep this a two or three point game, maybe even win against Kentucky, this Arkansas team at home inside Bud Walton arena has been phenomenal this year. Um, and it's going to be rocking uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, I'm going to take Arkansas to cover the whatever the spread may be. Give me the Razorbacks.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a fun, fun one to watch. Arkansas is fantastic at home. They're one of the best home teams in all of college basketball. I like Kentucky here, though. I think the Kentucky's hit a stride. They've kind of hit another level that they're they're starting to become – untouchable at times, you know, a a bad shooting night. um, Every team has them. That's kind of what happened against Tennessee. Um, Sometimes shots don't fall. Uh, And when they do fall, this Kentucky team can do a lot of damage. With that being said, I think that Arkansas can keep this one close, but I like Kentucky on the road.
0: Oh man. All right. Well, I think it's going to be a great, great slate of games. And Dave, before we wrap this wait, thing, wait, oh, there's one more. Hit one more. What, which, uh, which game there, you want to hit? The game of the year in the West Coast Conference, their
1: last test before we hit the conference tournament. Okay. On the road at number 23, St. Mary's. Does Man. Gonzaga lose? Uh, I get this. Would this is the one that I've had circle on the calendar for a while as being if Gonzaga's going to drop a game. It's going to be here. Last time they played at Gonzaga, they won by 16. I think St. Mary's can pull this one off. I really do.
0: Wow. I, Dave, I, I looked right past this game thinking, oh, I don't need to be worried about this at all. But now that you say it, and you have had this one circled since the start of the year, this is going to be a surprising test. Uh, for this Gonzaga Bulldogs team. Um man, and you think you think they can do it? Well, I mean, it's probably gonna be a decent size spread, I would imagine. Um, it, it, um I'm gonna take a stab at it and say is gonna be a, a seven and a half eight
1: point favorite. I like St. Mary's keep it close here. I mean Gonzaga's on a roll obviously they don't play a lot of tough competition in this conference. This is this is the last real this is the only real tough competition they're gonna face. I mean, they played San Francisco last night and they won that game pretty pretty handily. San Francisco's right on the bubble at the moment. But this St. Mary's team has proven that they can hang with big teams just over the years. Their his, their history has been fantastic. This is if anybody's going to beat Gonzaga, it's going to be St. Mary's. I think they can do it to, to keep it safe here when it takes the points with St. Mary's. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think without a doubt, they could do it.
0: You know what? I'll ride with it, man. When you when you smell blood, you attack it, and it most of the time works out, man. Uh, and I, I think you sniffed this one outright. Uh, I'll, you know what, man? I'll ride it too. Why not? I mean, that's that's going to make it even more interesting to watch. So I'll I'll ride with St. Mary's. Why not, man? Um, you know, I, I yeah. I mean, it was a big win uh, last night over over uh, San Francisco. Um, but again, you always expect there has to be a letdown game, you know, right at, right at the end of the season for these teams that have gone on these uh, crazy runs. Hey, why not, man? I'll, I'll, I'll throw a little on St. Mary's let's, let's, let's see what they can do. Uh, and hopefully history is on our side. <laughs> um,
1: and it's, they're a fantastic defensive team. St. Mary's does. They really are. I uh, got is just loaded with talent and that would, that would be the downfall of this team, but I like St. Mary's defense to really just keep it keep it close, to keep it within the points. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see them win outright, but I think regardless of which team wins this game, I'll, I'll take the points with St. Mary's. I think it's a close one.
0: All right, Dave, I know you got to get going, man, uh, but I do want to hit, if you have one ready, uh, a quick can't-lose parlay. Uh, And if you got to throw one together, I'll send mine out first. Uh, These are all from tonight, February, uh, Friday, February 25th. I have a four leg parlay that I have sniffed out uh, that I I love this. We're going to start with the Carolina Hurricanes minus a goal and a half against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And if, if if you're saying, whoa, 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 that's crazy, Carolina, they have to break out of this, this, I don't even know what you call it, rut against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Hurricanes are one of the top teams in the NHL, uh, and I believe the only team that they've lost to more than once this year is Columbus. And Columbus should not have that over the Carolina Hurricanes I think the Hurricanes are going to come out with fire. They're going to need it. They've got some injuries they need. Uh, uh, they've got some players that need to uh, fill some holes. I think the Hurricanes are going to come out firing. Uh, I think they win 4-1 to one over Columbus. I also have the Miami Heat, minus 5.5 against the Knicks. Uh, I, I raved earlier about how how much I love this Miami Heat team. I think they keep it rolling. An underdog play the charlotte hornets uh are underdogs very very slight underdogs uh to the toronto raptors um i don't necessarily trust this raptors team this year uh this kind of sounds like a homerish um (laughs) parlay uh with the hornets and hurricanes but i promise it's not i just really like the hornets uh at plus value here and then another one maybe my sharpest pick of the night the colorado avalanche and winnipeg jets total goals under six and a half. Um, Colorado just had a game uh against the Oilers, uh, where it was another high uh high over under, uh, and it did end up going over. Um, I feel like the avalanche offense is gonna cool off here. This is gonna be a, a very defensively heavy game. Colorado can still score, Winnipeg cannot. Uh, and at six and a half, I mean, Colorado can dominate this game four to one, five to one, uh, and we're still covered. So I don't, I don't see Winnipeg scoring a lot here. Uh, so that, that stood out to me. Uh, I know a lot of people are on the over in that game tonight. That tells me even more. I love the under. So again, hurricanes minus a goal and a half Miami heat minus five and a half Charlotte Hornets money line at plus plus one fourteen. And the Winnipeg Jets and Colorado Avalanche in the NHL under of six and a half. That's a hundred dollars to win one thousand three hundred sixty-two dollars and ninety four cents. Book it, let's go.
1: Oh yeah, that is a sharp parlay right there, Um, without a doubt. And I've got mine here. But before I get to mine, one last thing I want to hit on college basketball. If you had to pick one team to win the national title right now, and obviously it's all subject to change, who would that team be? You don't, I, don't, I don't mean to throw it on you. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll go first for you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I want to be ahead of it. I want to I try to repeat my Baylor pick of last year. I'm taking the Kentucky Wildcats. Mm. I think John Barry has this basketball team playing at an elite level. They've got four or five guys who can get you a bucket at any time. They have Oscar Sheboy, who's one of the best, if not the best, rebounders I've seen in a long, long time in college basketball. And not only can he rebound, he goes back up to the man who's averaging 15 and 15 a night. That is unbelievable. Um, the way he attacks the offensive glass and creates extra possessions for this Kentucky team is something unlike any other. And he's really the X factor for that. Um, if they can be healthy, which I think, uh, hopefully they will be by March. I think they're kind of taking it slow because they know what's at stake come March. Um, with Ty Ty Washington, Severe Wheeler, um, Ty Ty's expected to go in the, in the lottery. Um, I mean, th- this 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 team is loaded with talent. This looks like a Kentucky team that can win the title. I like Kentucky.
0: I like Kentucky coming out of the SEC, but raising the trophy in March will be the Arizona Wildcats.
1: I love that pick. That'd be who I have not in, in the championship game. I love
0: it. I I love this Arizona team. We just talked about it, man. They, it is an elite level of basketball that Arizona has played all year, and it hasn't wavered an inch. And kind of like what you said with Kentucky, I think they are, um, they are managing the game uh, as to not, you know, they're, they're not playing risky basketball. They're not um they're trying to stay healthy. Cause again, that's, that's who's, I mean, we saw that with Baylor, you know, last year you have to be healthy going through uh, going through the entire uh tournament in March. If Arizona can stay healthy, man, I don't see where they lose. Uh, I mean, even, you know, my God, I mean, playing Kentucky as well. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough down at the end, but this Arizona team gives me a lot of Baylor vibes from last year. Um, and I would like to actually check real quick what a future would be on Arizona. Um, let's see if I can pull that up quickly. But, yeah, my my pick uh, would be the Arizona Wildcats. Uh I like it man. I think that's what's what it's going to. Okay. Uh the championship winner right now Gonzaga's plus 350, Kentucky's plus 700 and Arizona's plus 750. Uh so there we go Dave. Uh and behind them Auburn at plus 900, Purdue uh at plus 1000, Kansas plus 1200. So Kentucky and Arizona are right there at 700 750 mark. Um I I I think we we may have uh our sharp noses have, have sniffed out something here, Dave. Uh with that. I, I may lock in Arizona right now, to be honest with you, at plus seven to fifty. I like that value.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've loved this Arizona team all year long. I know we both have, and they've been they really have been fantastic all year long. I I would, I would be shocked to see either of these two teams not make it to New Orleans for the final four. Um I think that they're both incredibly talented, extremely fun to watch, too. Um, they both have a lot of different players that can score the basketball, and that's what matters come March. You know, you can't... Um, you'll see those teams, those, those mid-major teams, the one guy that can win a game or two, but in order to win a title, you need to have many different people that can get you a bucket, and both these teams have that. They both have stellar big men. This would be an incredibly fun championship game to watch, and it would not shock me to see it at all
0: yeah i mean that that what an epic uh end of the season that would be um with arizona and kentucky uh it's gonna be a fun ride no matter what uh and i man i cannot wait to do the march madness breakdown that was maybe my favorite episode that we did all of last year uh i know it was probably yours dave and i I cannot wait to do that full breakdown again
1: Oh yeah, that is going to be so fun, and of course, there's we got to we got to build our bankroll here. So my can't lose parlay is it's only it's only plus four forty eight odds. Um, it's a three legger, but I really like it. I like the Suns money line. Um, tonight I think they, you know, this is this is a hot team. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. And I like the Suns to take care of business against the hosting the Pelicans. Um, even though they're on a back to back, I like them there. Um, I agree with you. I like the Heat by five and a half on the road and closing it out here. This is gonna be incredibly fun to watch. It's slated to start at 10 p.m. Central Time, 11 p.m. Eastern tonight. And it is the new number one player in the world after the after Novak Djokovic dropped off, Daniel Med, Daniel Daniel Medvedev, um, going up against one of the greatest ever do it, Rafael Nadal tonight. And Nadal is plus 115. He's off to the best start of his career in a calendar year and he's he's 12-0 and 0, or 13-0 and 0 now i believe after last night's win um he's plus 115 medvedev is pl- minus 145. i like rafa to take care of business here i really do i think this will be fun these two met in the final of the australian open um and not nadal was victorious in five sets it was i mean of course these these atp 500 tournaments are only three sets and if it, if the australian open was three sets Medvedev would have ran away with that. And that's where Nadal really makes his money is by, you know, just you just. There's a quote from a journalist out there that says he takes you to the middle of the ocean and he drowns, you, Um, (laughs) which is rough with there. But he's he's off to an incredibly hot start. um, And that really brings a lot of value to the parlay there. I think these odds should be closer to even. Um, so with that, once again, the Phoenix Suns money line at minus 275. Miami Heat by five and a half. And the Rafael Nadal money line over Medvedev. I really like that a lot.
0: That's sharp, man. And, and plus, uh, plus 400, uh, anything over 400 value. Uh, I mean, that's good. Any any value is good value, man. I'll, I'll say that uh, uh, as we build our bankroll heading into the conference tournaments. And... March Madness. Alright, well I think that wraps things up for today. Uh, Great basketball coverage as well as some can't lose parlays uh, to make tonight. An interesting interesting Friday night Uh, and of course a great slate of basketball tomorrow. But for David Smith, I'm Miles Conner. Thank you so much for tuning in to Faded Sports Pick'em. We'll talk to you next week and hey why not dive even deeper into these conference tournaments. Uh, We'll talk to you next week, Uh, and once again, thank you for tuning in. This is Faded Sports Pick'em.